Hello, friends, and welcome to the Wisdom for Life broadcast. This is Pastor Glenn with another episode that we hope will bless you. How many of you excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Yeah. Matthew 13, 24, please, is our text this morning. Matthew 13, 24. And uh, we're going to be talking about how we lose joy when we judge. I just want to remind you, you are supposed to fruit inspect. That means that you're looking for the right fruit. Jesus said you'll know a tree by its fruit, right? But if you're fruit inspecting, you're looking for joy. If If you're fruit inspecting, you're not judging weeds. You don't want to be so caught up in judging what's wrong with the world that you don't do what God's called you to do right. I got, I got to get this in us today because we, 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 we get in this, we get into this situation where we, before we know it, we start picking out things that aren't right, and after a while, we miss the forest for the trees, man. Don't, d- listen, you'll complain about not having any shoes until you meet the man with no legs. You, you, you got to understand that, that life is, life is going to have weeds in it. Your church has got weeds in it. Your marriage has got weeds in it. If you don't think, listen, if you think there's some place on earth that don't have weeds, you might be smoking (laughs) something. I'm serious, man. Listen, you can go through this world with Roundup or Miracle Grow. You know what I'm talking about. You know, when I was a, a young married man, I was still learning how to take care of my lawn. And remember the second house that my wife and I had bought. We wanted to have a really nice, lush lawn. And so I went out and got a bunch of Roundup, and I didn't like those little uh, dandelions that were out there. So I went out, and I just started spraying them all, right? Because that's what you do, right? Anybody here? You know, you don't do that. Next morning, I wake up, and it looked like 20 UFOs had landed in my front lawn. That's not the way to do that. You know, we can get so particular about picking out what's wrong that we start killing what's right. And I, that, that's what Jesus is talking about here. Let's, let's take a look at the, the text, and then we'll, 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 we'll look at this a little bit more in our lives. You know, I, I'm not going to be picking on you today. I'm going to be picking on mostly me. But, but, but stay with me. Don't lose your joy over judging every little thing. Who, God never called you to be the, uh, the universe's manager. He's God. Let him. And if it's wrong, he'll get it. You know, I've told the board this before. I'll tell you too. I want to be a pastor, not a policeman. There's some people, some people shepherd their flock like they're a cop. I don't want to be a policeman. Listen, if you, listen, if you come up to me and you say it hurts when I do that, I'm only going to tell you stop doing that. That's as good as it gets, right? And then I'm going to pray with you, and I'm going to ask God, come on, I'm going to ask God to begin to deal with what's in you. I'm not going to deal with it. Are you with with me? Because I want to encourage you, man. I want to love on you. You want to encourage me too, don't you? Thanks, Ben. I'm looking straight. Yeah, Ben's over there going, I love you, Pastor. And Ben knows how to encourage me. He's called Culver's. Uh, You know it, brother. Matthew 13, 24, another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. 
But while the man slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and then went away, went his way. Who sowed the good seed first? The man. Understand, it was a good field, it was good seed. And that invited bad seed. Bad seed wasn't there first. Don't go thinking that you need to be running from good ground just because there's bad seed in it. There, listen, you're on good ground, and you've got good seed, you stay there regardless of an attack from an enemy. The Bible, Jesus says an enemy came. Who came? A friend? An enemy came after the good seed. Is it still good seed? Is it still good ground? Then don't leave your church. Is it still good seed? Is it still good? Don't leave your marriage. Hello? And don't leave your children. Even at 40. Living in your basement. Good seed. Even in that situation. Mm. Mm. All right, it says, But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? See, that's, that's what we trip up. We say, well, there's, there's some tares here, so, so there, you, you didn't sow, sow good seed. You'll even have the loss. The loss will come to you, and they'll say, you're serving God. Why are bad things happening if you're serving God? That doesn't mean the seed isn't good and the soil isn't good. And if you run in the midst of them questioning what's going on circumstantially in your life, your witness will be blown. You've got to stay to the harvest so they can stick around and learn how God works. Just because an attack comes doesn't mean you're in the wrong place. Actually, it means you're in the right place, doing the right things. So do the right thing and suffer the consequences. Suffer through. Jesus, watch this. The Bible says Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. He knew there was something after the cross. He didn't just go to the cross. He went to the cross knowing there'd be joy afterwards. And the world needs to see that in you. You've got to endure what you're going through long enough so that they can see the joy that you endured for. Everybody wants a harvest, man. But nobody's staying long enough. Anywhere. Grow where you're planted. Dance with the one that brought you. Stay where you're at until the harvest comes. Now watch this. It says, uh, it says, how then does it have tares? He said to them, an enemy has done this. <laughs> then the servant said to him, do you want us to go and gather them up? Now, I would think so, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think? I would think so. Don't you want to go get what's wrong out so that we can really celebrate what's right? Look what Jesus teaches here. But he said, no, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, First, gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Who gathers it up? Not us. The servants, the angels of God, the Lord gathers it up in the end. Who judges the difference? The Lord, not you, not I. Because when I judge, in the midst of judging, I lose my joy. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, help me this morning, God. This is... Lord, this is your message, not mine, this is your message, God. As it begins to, God, come into our hearts, I pray that, God, the result, the fruit of it would be joy. That, God, we'd learn to walk in joy. And, not, God, not walk around, God, with a, with a magnifying glass. 
blowing up every problem. But God, we've learned to see that God, even when there's problems, there's promises. <laughs> and God, even when there's issues, God, there's joy. And God, it's there. Help us to see it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, one time when I was substitute teaching in middle school, that's a, that's a new kind of stress, um, uh, I was doing home ec. Can you imagine me as your home ec teacher? That'd be a complete disaster, wouldn't it? Well, it was for me. So uh, this particular class, some of the teachers didn't provide any uh, syllabus or any teaching material, which is terrible, because I'll fill in the blanks. I'll come up with stuff. And, and, and so we had to watch Ratatouille. I watched Ratatouille, that little, that, you know that cartoon about that? Are you with me about that little rat? Is it okay to talk about Ratatouille in church? Some of you are like, man, I thought we were going to be religious this morning. Anyway, Ratatouille, you know, he's on top of that red-haired boy, and he's directing him, and now the boy can cook. Okay. It's a stupid cartoon, man. But I had to watch that thing 20 times that week. I was a little tired of Ratatouille, so I got me a pile of white papers, and I took a magic marker, and I put a dot in the middle of each of these papers, and I passed it out to all the students, and I said, pop quiz, which they did not like. And all they had to do was describe to me what they saw. Describe to me what they saw, and then we're going to have class discussion afterwards about what you see. And every class, it never failed. I didn't have any bright ones in there. It's home ec. Right? Oh. <laughs> no, we, we had some bright ones. But, but anyway, they passed the, the papers back in, and this is what the stuff they wrote. They, stuff, they wrote stuff like this. Well, I see a black dot. Duh. You know? Or here's, the, here's, I measured the black dot. Or it's exactly this amount of uh, uh, inches from the top of the paper and this amount of inches from the side of the paper. Everybody described the black dot. Nobody described the paper. This is, this is a problem. In our brains, there's a, at the bottom, there's this thing called RAS, Reticular Activation System. It is, it is a part of your brain, listen, by the end of the day, there'll be 8 billion bits of information that you'll have to process in your brain. Now, if that sounds overwhelming, don't worry, God's got a way of filtering it out. Only the things that your brain seems and deems necessary will you hold on to. So if you've got a negative reticular activating system, in other words, what you see is what you believe. If it's negative, you'll only hold on to the negative. As always from the peanut gallery, I get an answer. So, here's what happens. Your brain only, only holds on to the information that it believes. If, if joy's on your heart and joy's in your brain, you'll see it everywhere. If it's not, you won't see it anywhere. You'll see a black dot. You'll miss the forest for the trees. You won't explain the big old white piece of paper You'll see the black dot and that's it. And sometimes it's activated, your belief system is activated by the past. Say the past. If somebody hurt you before, you think the next relationship's going to hurt you. And you'll prejudge, prejudice, you'll prejudge what's happened. If you had a bad time at the, where you worked the last time, you're going to think and expect a bad time at your next job. And God's saying, listen, I, I want to give you joy if you're going to walk into that with judging the situation for the potential for tears you're going to miss the wheat um i got a little book here it's called uh, herman melville 
uh, Moby Dick or the Whale. Um, it's beautiful. It's about worth over $100 now. It's gold leaf. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just gorgeous. My wife bought this for me, and it's a treasure. I, I love literature. I love reading. Believe it or not, I, I like books, okay? Some of you are like, yeah, right. But, but, but anyway, this, this is a treasure of mine. And you know the story in here. There's a guy by the name of Ahab, and he's after whales. And the last time he encountered a whale, it, 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 it bit his leg off up to the knee. So now he's got this, he's got it on his brain that, listen, life is all about revenge. Because in the past this happened, I'm going to have, and in the end of the story, you know, from the beginning, call me uh, Queequeg, all the way to the end of the story, ends up, he gives his entire life just trying to get this whale that took his leg. And I, I just see us doing that. I see us looking at a situation that hurt us, and we just play it over and over and over and over again in our heads. And then when God brings in a harvest, we totally miss it. We don't even see it happening because when it's there, we're still thinking about that thing that hurt us. When God does actually start to turn your marriage around, you miss it because you're in the wrong season. You're not in the harvest season. You're in summer and winter instead of fall. And, and, and so it started to turn around. There's, there's a time of rejoicing that is connected. I'll teach this in just a minute. It's connected with the harvest, with harvester's joy. But we miss the joy because there's been so many tears. We miss the wheat because all we can see is the little black dot in the middle of our page. And that's why I want to challenge you this morning. Compared to everything else, God has an open page for you. There's room on that page for anything. For him to do anything. Get your eyes off of a little black dot, just a tiny little dot. Don't miss the big things that God has in store for you. Begin to live your life intentionally for joy. So why don't we just go pull the weeds of life? Why don't we look at a day like Monday? We look at Monday and we say, okay, Monday stinks. It will. If, that, if, if that's how you feel, and if that's what you believe in your brain, it will. Did you know that bad news sells better than good news? Because it causes your nervous system and your brain and the fight or flight that's going on in your body, God designed you to protect yourself. So when you hear bad news, and I'm not going to say what channel, pick it. Any of them. When you hear bad news, you immediately perk up. And that sells more commercials. They know that if they give you nothing but good news, your, 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 your nervous system and your blood pressure and everything isn't going to go into action and listen to what they want to sell you next. Are you hearing me today? It's a whole culture and whole system that is lined up to align itself with a negative person and his name is the devil. And it's negative. Instead of being positive and sharing the good news of God, here, I'll give you an example, and this will really make you mad. That's okay. I'll be here all week. The church can get so caught up of the weeds in Washington. Washington has always had weeds. Duh. Think about it. We can get so caught up in saying how America is lost that we forget to reach the lost. Watch this. If every believer just led one person to Christ, the nation would heal. Three amens. Okay, I did make you mad. Good. You listen, I got to say something truthful every once in a while, man right do you see how we miss it 
We, we, we blow these things out of proportion thinking that's the major deal. And we become all pasta and no sauce. And people say, man, I don't want to hang out with you because all you're doing, you're, you're just negative. You're no fun. There's no life in you. You're all, you're all tears. There's no wheat. I want you to think about it. You think about Monday. Monday, blah. Monday's a bad day, right? Psalms 118.24. Watch, watch the verb tense. Verb tense. 118.24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Past tense. This is the day that the Lord has made. Not Past tense. He's already made this day. I will re- therefore, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Why, why rejoice and be glad in it? Because the Lord made Monday. Tell them now it's a water cooler. They're going to think you're a new kind of Christian. Right? Maybe you might have a little life in you. God's already made the day. He's already decided how the day's going to go. And he's hidden in the day, like Easter eggs, joy. And you just got to be looking for it. Right? Remember when I was a kid one time, not my notes, could get me in trouble, but here we go. I was walking to school one day, used to be this uh, drugstore on the way to my grade school, and I looked down and I found, I found a $10 bill. Now this was 1977-ish, eight or something, 10 bucks is like $100 to a kid, right? So I, I looked down and I couldn't believe my eyes, I thought it was a miracle, I mean I just... I, would, I was just looking in the right place, so I picked it up, and I was like, look, everybody. Now, don't do this part. Look, everybody, I just found $10. And a big sixth grader came up and goes, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> right? And took it. Was, it. was it a blessing to find some money? Yeah, man, that's a blessing. But is there an enemy that's just, as soon as you're blessed, I'm telling you, as soon as you're blessed, He's showing up and he's wanting to take. You have to, you don't, don't misunderstand good ground and good seed and don't mistake that with what the enemy's doing. Just because the enemy showed up doesn't mean it's not good ground and good seed. And also be careful who you tell you got $10 to. God has placed good seed in the ground for you every day. And your, and your health. Did you know that when, when you're working out and when, you're, when, when, when you've got health on the brain, you stop eating? Did you know there's a connection? When you start thinking about how healthy you can be, that that starts to affect the rest of your, your body and your choices? Yeah. And God says, hey, listen, I've hidden it. I've hidden it in your life. Be looking for it. He says the weeds and the wheat, they grow together. They're always there. They're always there. So don't be diverted or distracted just because you see some weeds. Even if it's a rumor weed. Right? You're going to get a rumor weed in your life, and they're going to, listen, here's how rumor weed works at, rumor weed works at work. Someone comes up and talks about the boss. Or at church, the pastor. Okay. And, and, and you hear that rumor weed, and then you go, yeah, I can see that weed in him or her. I can see that weed. And then you start, you start going along with it, right? 
And, uh, or you don't, but silence is agreement. Let that settle. Either walk away or say, no, 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 no. I don't, I, listen, I don't need any tears. I know, I know they're a human being. I know this place has got, I know this place has got weeds, but listen, I, I'm here to find some joy, and you're, you're taking me, you're robbing me of it. And so I'm not going to go there with you because, because even though, maybe your judgment might be right, but in the process of judging, even rightly, I lose joy. And then I won't want to work here anymore. And then the boss comes around and finds out anyway. And he always finds out. He does. I've had people as a pastor come. They say, hey, pastor, I want to see you. Okay, why are you here? I want to talk about my spouse. Wait till your spouse gets back. Well, I want to tell you how much of a weed they are. Well, great. Why don't you just suck the life right out of me? Hello? Right? I don't want to hear that about your spouse. I want to love them. And then when I start defending your spouse to you, you're all mad at me. Hello? Well, what do you think my job is? My job is to <laughs> keep your marriage together. Right? So I want to say positive things, and so do you, so that we can have more joy and a harvest of joy. So go get your spouse, and we'll pray together. But until they come, hey, would you not... Don't throw them under the bus, right? And I'm definitely not going to get in that bus. And don't you either. Don't do that. Stop it. Mama said, quit picking at it. It might heal if you quit. Come on, quit picking at it. It might just heal. James says this, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. In other words, he's saying, you're probably on good ground, and it's probably good seed. You just haven't had your harvest yet. So hang on. Harvest is coming. So when Jesus tells this parable, I want you to see this. The first thing the workers say is, do you want us to go gather them up? That's the first thing they say. They don't say, can you tell us the difference? They don't tell us, they don't say, Lord, what should we do? They come to the Lord and they say, Here, Lord, should we do this? Well, isn't he the Lord of the harvest? Why, why, come, and why come and tell the Lord should we go gather him up? Boy, can I, just, can I just give you a Sunday and set you free this morning? What if I told you that you don't have to worry about all the bad that's around you? Woohoo! You ready to party? Ain't no party like a Jesus party. It don't stop. You don't have to worry about it. Well, pastor, you don't know what's going on, man. This is what's happening in Finley, and this is what's going on in the shop, and this is what's happening at the church. And man, this is what's happening in the country, and I'm right in there. I'm going to do something about it. Really? Really? I'm almost 50 years old. I can't do a thing. And if you think, listen, control is an illusion, just have kids. You think you're going to control that? As soon as a baby is born, listen to me, as soon as a baby is born, it's God's little way of saying, you're not in control, are you? You're not in control at all. No, that's not God's voice, but you get it. They said, what do they say? Lord, you want us to go gather them up? I love, I love that. I love that. Because that's us. You want us to go, you want us to get a microscope out? You want us to get a magnifying glass out and, and point out to you everything that's wrong, Lord? We pray that way. We start telling, we go, we go to God in prayer and we start telling him everything that's wrong. He already knows that. What, he, what, what his ears are really in tune with is, will somebody, will somebody confess my word? So you're coming to me with the problem all the time. I know the problem. And it's not, it, listen, it's, it's okay to tell God what you need. But I think, I think we're so problem-focused that we're not promise-focused enough 
to see our prayers answered in a way that God wants to answer them. So we're missing harvest, man. Hey, God, should we go, should we go pick it up? Should we go take care of that? And I, I, I love it, man. God, doesn't, God says, hey, hey, listen, don't, don't worry about Roundup. Get, get, in, get in the Miracle Grow bus. You, there, there's wheat there. And, 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 and tell, come on. It's almost as if God sometimes says, tell me more about the wheat. Tell me more about the wheat. I know there's weeds, but tell me more about the wheat. Jesus came down, incarnate. If there was ever life, if there was ever abundance, and people totally missed him because they were under Roman occupation. Are you with me? They were so wrapped up in where, where Israel, Israel was politically that they missed the Messiah. And you don't think we miss that today? God says, tell me more about the wheat. Look for the wheat. I put it there. It's good ground. That seed was mine. You, you, that wasn't your seed. I, can I help you out? You, you're breathing right now because God gave you breath. It, 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 listen, all of this is on loan, right? And God at any time can take it, but he doesn't. He says invest it. I love this. In 1 Samuel 17, 47, and this is good. This is so good because I get tired. I get tired from handling weeds. I get tired and sick from handling weeds. 1 Samuel 17, 47, the battle belongs to me. Yeah, it, it belongs to me. Because, you know, I got I to gotta tell them this. You know, go ahead. Spin your tires. Spin your tires. The battle belongs to the Lord. It'll set you free if you let the Lord take care of it. Watch this. Um, can, can, I, can I give you an idea here? Um, the tear was an illegal seed. Say illegal. Um, it, there was actually a Roman law that if somebody wanted to, uh, to stop you, hurt you, be vengeful towards you, they would come into your field and they would sow bad seeds. The, 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 the seed for a tear is a black seed, like a black dot. I don't know if this is connected or not, but connect the dots. And what, the, what your enemy would do is he would come into your field when you weren't looking, and, and, and there was a Roman law against this, and he would throw it in with what you were planting. And, and, and so when, when it would begin to sprout up, if you began to deal with the tear, uh, there's a resin that comes off of it that would either make you very, very tired or sick. And, and, in other words, just think about this for a minute. The devil isn't really concerned that you get the tears out. He just wants you to make, he wants to make you so sick and tired of being sick and tired. And before long, you've lost your joy. You've missed your wheat. A harvest comes. You miss that too. And the world dies and goes to hell. It's an illegal seed. It's not supposed to be there. The problem is, as it begins to grow in Israel, there's this thing called the bearded Darnell. As it begins to grow, it looks just like wheat. But it ain't. How many of you know from being a kid? It might look good. It might smell good. That don't mean you need to taste good. I won't go there. It's a little gross. But I've had some things said to me. I've raised kids. My kids would tell me things like, Dad, it looks good. Oh, yeah? Dad, it tastes good. Why did you taste it? <laughs> you might want to check that before you wreck yourself, right? So, so, so what happens is there's this, 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 this uh, plant that begins to grow, and it looks, just, it looks just like wheat, but it's not wheat. 
And here's the thing. Jesus is saying, let me sort it out. You don't know for sure. Not until the harvest. You won't even know the difference. The other thing that is really cool, and if I could just give it to you now. What, can I give it to you now? The, 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 the other thing that's really cool is it begins to grow um, uh, horizontally first. Then it grows vertically. In other words, as it grows, as the tear grows horizontally, it begins to wrap itself around the wheat. So if you go and you try to pull it out, not only could you potentially get sick and tired, but you'll actually be pulling it out, not knowing the difference between the two. And as you pull it out, you'll be pulling out your harvest too. Let it go, let it go. Just have an altar call with the song from Frozen. Just let it go, man. Really, you can't do anything about it. God can. And there's good, there's, there's good wheat there. There's good wheat there. So let it go. Leave it alone. Pray. Let God change people. You can't change people. You can't even change you. you can, I can't change me. Jesus can, though, right? So just give it up. Don't lose your joy over this. Yeah, so the servant said, hey, you want us to go gather it up? He says, no. Lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at that time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first go gather the tares. Bind them in bundles to burn them. I think he might be talking about hell. But gather the wheat into my barn. As I begin to close, I just want to, I'm not, again, I'm not saying don't fruit inspect. I'm not saying don't judge a, a tree. Make sure it's got good fruit. But you're looking for, <laughs> you're look, when you judge and fruit inspect, you're looking for is there joy, not is there bitterness or anger. You're looking for what's right. It's a positive thing in faith, not a negative one. You're looking for love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, patience, meekness, forbearance. You're, you're, that's what you're looking for when you judge. Not for what's wrong, but for what's right. And when you begin to see what's right at work and in your marriage and in your family, in your church, in the home that God's given you, you'll get more of what you're seeing. And then you'll get even more, and it'll be enough to share. It'll be a blessing. Just before harvest the wheat does something that the tares does not oh this is so good if you're sleeping right now wake up hi good because i don't want you to miss this part god bless you so what the wheat will do is it's so heavy because it's ready to be harvest harvested that the wheat will start to bow towards the direction the top of the wheat will begin to bow towards the direction of the sun but the tares stand straight up. And I want you to see this. God's going to sort this out, and he's looking for, number one, he's looking for the humble and the meek. I, listen, I can't sort out this situation. I feel like it's all wrapped around me. I feel like it's growing with me. I feel like after, after a while, if I go to touch it, if I go to deal with it, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get tired. And, and beyond all that, as I begin to pull it up, it pulls up the good things in my life too. God, I surrender. God, I bow before you. 
God, I, I humble myself. I'm not the Lord of the harvest. God, you are. And I just, I just, Lord, I just recognize the Son. S-O-N. I recognize the Son. And He'll work it out. And He'll make sure that in the end I'm blessed. I just bow before the Son. That's the way I want to live my life. How about you? I'm telling you, it's a better way to live. And if you leave here today and you think joy is optional, it's not. It's a commandment. Joy is a commandment. Try that out. Because that don't, listen, I picked on Dr. Phil last week. I'm right back there. That don't work on the Dr. Phil show. Tell somebody that says they're depressed all the time that joy is not optional. It's a commandment. Oh, it's very, very quiet. <laughs> Psalms 149.2. Let all of God's people be glad in his maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Serve the Lord with gladness. How do I serve him? Then it's obedience. It's something I obey in. It's something that, that, that it's, <laughs> it's not optional. It's obedience. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous. Shout for joy, all of you upright in heart. Psalms 32, 11. Can I show you another dot? Can I show you another dot? Please. You're not going to be able to see this very well. That's the point. How many of you know that back in the 70s, I know I go back in the day a lot, don't I? I'm always taking us back in the day. It's either the 70s or 80s. But back in, oh, you probably can't, you can barely see that probably. Hey, somebody right there, Mr. James, some, Sarah, cut these stage lights. I want to make sure we get this, this dot up here. You see that blue circle up there? Boy, you got to squint almost. You see it now? Oh, you really got to look for it, don't you? You know what that blue circle is at the center of it? You know what it is? A dot, huh? No, that's the earth. That's the earth, watch this, 4 billion miles away. At the very edge of the solar system, that's what the earth looks like. Just outside of Neptune, the Voyager spacecrafts that we sent out, you remember they went out and they still, they're still booking, man. That's one of the last pictures it, take, it took. Voyager 1 turned this way, took a picture. Of, you know what that line is up there? That's a ray of sunlight. That's a ray of sunlight. And the earth is just a speck. That's everything you've ever, ever, ever seen in your life is on that dot. Your whole entire life is on that dot. Your parents, their parents, kings, conquerors, nations, all the things that you think are a really big deal is in that little dot. Just, just in that little itty-bitty dot. That's what it looks like four billion miles away. Can I increase your perspective this morning? Can I give you a wide-angle view? Can I show you what the Lord sees? And David looks up and says, when I look up into the heavens and I consider the stars, what is man that you are mindful of him? And God is mindful of you. In his hugeness, man, in his largeness, he doesn't see a dot. He sees you. He sees me. He sees us. 
He doesn't miss the page. He sees your life, and all of it matters to him. So don't lose your joy over it when you've got a God that's so big that he can look at the whole entire planet you're on, and it's just the size of a grain of sand. And at the same time, be so in love with you. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever's wrapped around you, whatever you're up against, let me tell you this morning, your God's got this. He's got it. If you'll give it to him. Don't hold on today. Would you stand with me? Stand with me this morning. As the worship team comes, yeah, I know the lights are off. You'll live. You're not a mold or a fungus. You're not a mushroom. You don't grow in the dark, but you'll be fine. You'll live. Kind of nice that they're off. Think about this for a moment. Would you dare leave here today without any joy? I'm not. I'm not going to do that. This isn't cliche. This is a holy moment. Would you dare leave here today so consumed by the problem you came in here with that you would miss the largeness of your God, that you'd pull up the weed and the harvest that God has for you and for me? Or would you leave here today knowing that you've got good things already planted in your life? This is my day, Lord, that you've given to me, and I give it back to you. This is the day that the Lord has made. 